0: What's the feeling on the streets of The Hunter? What's getting under your skin or making you hot under the collar? Let's take the temperature of the region. It's the Pub Test with Paul Scott. It is time for the Pub Test with Paul Scott. I'm sure there's lots getting under his skin at the moment. We have lots happening in and around Newcastle and The Hunter. And I'll be... Oh, he doesn't want to talk to me. One moment, and I'll find out what is going on with this. It is—it's uh, having some fun this morning with me. One second. Okay, let's see if Paul's. No, Paul's not there. That's okay. We'll just—we'll uh, just run a very quick ad, and we'll see. Is he there, Michael Blaxland? One second. You gotta love modern technology, don't you? you? Gotta love it. Let's try again. Are you there this time, Paul Scott?
1: I've been there all that time, Tracy.
0: <laughs>
1: modern technology, see. That's the problem. Uh, That's the I mean, problem. When we had when we had the soup cans and a piece of string in the backyard, you could talk to people you, for hours.
0: You could, couldn't you? And when you had that damn thing that was, you know, connected to the wall, even though you had to, you know, sit around the corner while you were talking, you know, they it worked back
1: then. Actually, was, sometimes I wonder, you know, were we better off in those days when we weren't contactable all oh. the time? Yes, please. Was that, which is, is, is that kind of longing for a mythical past that was was actually fairly inconvenient, or mm. you know, I, I, I tell you the new, one of the things I've noticed now is sometimes I get texts from people saying, "Is it all right to call you in half an hour?" And I and I'm thinking to myself, eh, okay, what's that about?" And I, and I said, "Well, why, why don't you just call me?" And go, "Oh, well, you could have been busy," and I said, "Well, I wouldn't have picked up the phone."
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> but, exactly
1: right. Like, why do you send me a text and then call through? And it's like, a, it's the modern equivalent, I think, of, um, you know, when the phone call comes out of the blue and you're not, you, you're not expecting it. You know, it's, oh, I just thought I'd ring you. It's 9.30 and she's said, oh, I just thought I'd ring you and say hello.
0: Mm.
1: And I can remember my father had an absolute dislike for a particular uncle Um, who uh, would just drop by on a Sunday afternoon with the tribe. Oh, no. You know, my father's thing, if you turned up at someone's house, you had to be able to ring the doorbell with your elbow because your arms were full of stuff. And he'd just turn up, knowing that Dad would be probably having a few under the the uh, the house. Yeah. Yeah, just turn up with the kids, have nothing, just walk in and, you know, hang around for a few hours. (laughs) (laughs) I can actually remember one time when he came around and he heard the cat Dad heard the car pull up and he told us all to lay down on the floor. Oh, no. And just.
0: Pretend like, you weren't there.
1: <laughs> that <with> was his brother. <laughs> and the family. Oh,
0: I love it. Um, so. We miss those days, don't we, where people just called in?
1: <laughs> the drop in, it just doesn't, it's not a thing anymore, is it, where people just turn up unannounced. That just. Does it happen in your world at all? Does it happens in my yeah, world.
0: Yeah, but I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit like, like your father. If I hear the door, you know, ring, I, I have a look out the, the windows and go, oh, do I feel like seeing people today, yes or no? Of course, none of my friends who would be listening or family, of course I never do that to any of them. It's just people no. that I, no, no, no. no. um just know, random. Yeah, like the SDAs, you know, when they turn up on the door. <laughs>
1: Hey, there's plenty of people turning up on our door in the Hunter. That's
0: oh amazing. man, are you sick of it already? I, it was only announced last week, and I'm already sick of it.
1: And they're all got their arms full of stuff, and they have to ring the doorbell with their elbows because they're all all promising gifts. Look, some of the some of the gifts that are being bandied about are fantastic. Look, I think the um, I think the extension to the el- uh, to the airport to make that you know to upgrade that fast track at the international level. One of the things I wonder though is what, what's conditional? Is it if
0: we get back into So we actually have had clarification on that one because that was the big thing. You know, we're all celebrating. Apparently, Mr Albanese, who, uh, as you said, is in the Hunter this morning, uh, apparently he's agreed to match that funding.
1: Okay. So does, does it depend on whether the candidate gets up or not?
0: I don't know about that one.
1: Because I, I, can you remember a couple of years ago or a few years ago, last, after the last day of the election, there was a promise of a, um, uh, an upgrade, a Nelson Bay uh, uh, Road mm. up, uh, upgrade. And it was for the then, oh, what was her name? She's she just resigned from the, from the Chris, Liberal Party. Kuzak, uh, Catherine Kuzak. Uh, yes, mm. yes.
0: And then she came. Go back to wherever you were. I've lost your signal again. I've got you now.
1: Um, the government, yeah, they said, OK, well, the government candidate didn't get up. We're not going ahead with that now. And then there was such a, a, a brouhaha mm. about that was that uh, Gladys overrode and said, no, we, we, we are going to do that. But I, I wondered, do you, does your candidate have to get up in that seat? Or if you win government overall, you get the 76 seats to form government. Um, you, you you know, that's it. You, no. you do it.
0: So this one is either way. So if, if the Liberal candidate gets in, we get it. If the Labor candidate gets in, we get it. So either way, because oh, it is bipartisan, we are. we are, because it's a bipartisan decision. Um, Mr Albanese has agreed to uh, to match the 55 million. So, yeah, it doesn't matter which uh, which party gets in, we're getting that international terminal.
1: Where do you reckon most of the Castrians will want to go? Bali. Yes. A (laughs) hundred. A hundred percent. I was actually oh, yeah. saying to
0: Michael, you know, it, it's a significant announcement because I'd much rather fly out of Sydney, out of Newcastle than have to go to Sydney. And I think, oh, yeah. you know, you, you can imagine the Tamworth travellers would come here instead of going out of Sydney. You've got your North Coast travellers would prefer to come, come here than go to Brisbane. I just think it it is a no-brainer for us. And uh, I'll be happy once we can do US, the US and, and, uh, and the UK. I mean, obviously, that's going to be a long way away because I can't see us getting the big fellas yet. But yeah, I just think it's fantastic.
1: I think to tell, and imagine we'd also have a television crew who would move to Newcastle to, oh, you know, the shows yes. at the airport when they yes. had the Border Force. Thing, you know, Border Force, we'd have them coming in and blokes oh. coming back in at the airport. Oh, mate, I'll notice you've got three packs of durries in your bag. Yeah.
0: Now, you oh, know I'll what? Mate. That's the thing that, okay, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this on radio, but as someone who used to smoke, I used to love being able to come in. You know, I'd come in from the US with you know my two my two boxes of of cigarettes. I'd have one in my bag. I'd put one in the the child's bag. You know, yeah, easy done. I've got you know my cigarettes for the next uh, however long in those packets. Now all you can bring in is a single packet. You can't do the cartons, but they're available oh, yeah. for sale at the airports.
1: No, and look, we make a you know we make a bit of a joke about it, but the the. The amount of uh, tobacco and criminal activity smuggling is a, is a significant... Uh, it's a big criminal activity now. It robs the government of, of, uh, of tax. And, you know, as well, we're... You know, all the kind of mechanisms that have been triggered to stop people smoking cigarettes in Australia have, have uh, worked to a large uh, degree. You know, we are one of the... You know, we have the, one of the fewest amount of people smoking per, per capita... Of, of any country in the world now, so but you know there'll be there be, I, I just can imagine it be you know all kinds of things because like in Bali you can buy all of those things you're not allowed to have in Australia you mm-hmm. know those um, like uh Shanghai's and those guns that shoot ball bearings and you know all, all that kind of stuff but no it's really it's great news that's a, that's a really big win for us regardless of um, of uh, who wins the the federal election and. Uh, you know, you'd have to say that that mob that's running the airport up there—they have been relentless in their campaigning. They have been—they have run a superb, you know, a campaign in, in for the upgrade because they got the money for the airport for the runway extension. Now that now for the terminal and that uh, has come on, on both. That's that's a fantastic win. It is. I mean, what other Christmas gifts have we got coming? So
0: we're getting um, Mandalong Road is being upgraded. Um, difference in funding, uh, the uh. The Labor guys uh, promised thirty million, I believe. The uh, the the coalition are going today with fifty five, around fifty to fifty five to fix Mandalong Road. Um, so you know we, we're getting another twenty five out of the current government. Uh, we're getting thirty out of the uh, the opposition to uh, to update upgrade that Mandalong Road, which is uh, that's fantastic news. I think that's a good one. Um, look, they're just throwing oh, so things at score, us left, right, I hope and so centre. Is-
1: Keeping the, the ledger, I do, and that all the promises are you know are, are watched and and, and and being tracked. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you know, as far as the pub test goes this week, we're just continually getting you know reports uh, uh, that you know from the Independent Parliamentary Expenses Authority about the way some of the parliamentarians are uh, you know. Manage to work in a particular trip to a particular place at the time there's a massive sporting event on. When uh,
0: yes, you know, yes,
1: and, and the taxpayer picking up the bill, and you know that's I think that's something that you know Australians are, are, not, are not particularly keen on on that uh, that kind of activity. I mean they they do well enough now, really, in terms oh, of, of they do the, their wages, and you know for the taxpayer to pick up a bill from to you know. I've got a meeting on the tu- on the Monday, and I've got a meeting on the Wednesday. So I'll just Melbourne. stay in
0: Melbourne on, on the Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a bit stinky. I think they could all be tightened up, but that's, that's the trouble. Who, who who would want to tighten that up? Who, you know, no one's going to go, well, yeah, yeah, all well, vote for that to be tightened no,
0: up. Neither side is going to do that, neither side. The other one that really no. concerned me, um, and the St Vincent de Paul Society has uh, has come out as well, they're both. Both parties are going to keep Job Seeker at six hundred and forty dollars per fortnight. Paul, how are you going? How would you live on three hundred and twenty dollars a week?
1: No, that's that's totally that, that's that's harsh. But I, I don't. I also think there's a, not a particular appetite in Australia, particularly from certain sections of the the media, to to increase it because you know um, you immediately start moving into the. Uh, these people wrote that, you know, They're not going to work if they, you know, if they're getting that money. You know, the unemployment's down to what is it, Albo? Uh, under four percent. What is it, Albo? <laughs> you can get a job. You know, you can get a, um, you know. But I mean, of course, how they measure unemployment in mm. Australia. Oh. You know, we've got chronic underemployment. Mm. You know, where people are working a number of different jobs. We've got people now who, um, are, who are caught in the gig economy. And the opportunity to escape from the gig economy has has uh, passed those people by. Mm. So I think that uh, you yeah. know, while on the one hand it's okay to fly to Melbourne the night the night before, stay in a hotel, you know, to have one meeting with a you know a constituent perhaps in some you know in some way if you want you, know, you want to join the dot, mm. um, and then attend a, a Melbourne Cup the next day and then stay that night, bung it all on the taxpayers' expense. I and mean, then you know sit around crowing about uh, uh, an unemployment rate of less than 4% and you know let's talk about underemployment rather than unemployment mm. but you know it suits both major parties to talk about unemployment and not talk about underemployment i i think that uh, you know it's it's tough we've got more than 2 million Australians now officially will uh, you know under the poverty line and that's that's you know it's how got to be talked about
0: it has it, to be yeah. talked about.
1: And, and I did hear Albanese say that, um, look, we haven't costed a rise in our first term in government, so at least, I suppose, there's a bit of a hope that, you know... Uh, that
0: righto, get out of the toilet again.
1: Uh, there's, no politi- you know, there's no political will for big vision in this uh, particular... Um, election is there. The you other know? one
0: that, um, that's really not being talked about either is youth unemployment. It, yeah. It's not being talked about. The figures are very, you know, they're very rubbery with that 4% unemployment rate. You know, as you said, the, the number of workers that are in insecure work, the number of young children, young people who are coming through. I mean, most of the jobs that are out there at the moment, Scotty, are white collar jobs. They're the ones that are yeah. that are available now. If you're a blue-collar worker, and um, you know, as you said, you don't have the skills to, to go into this uh, this new world that we're in, what's going to help you? Who's going to help you get off the poverty line?
1: And also, there are this like there are jobs out there that are extremely difficult. I mean, when people talk about you know, for what working for people working in um, senior residential care, mm-hmm. I mean. That you know, that's just not pouring cups of tea and talking to people about their, their great grandkids. Mm. You know, it can, it, 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 it's, it's very demanding. It's, it's uh, you know, underpaid. And, and you know, there's, a, there's a, a letter from someone in today's Newcastle Herald that talks about his partner and what she's put up with in her decades-long ex- experience. She's decided to leave the industry, hopefully to be able to get a job, uh, you know, night-filling in mm. the supermarket because it's walk in, walk out, and you don't cop the kinds of levels of abuse, um, both from your employer and, and from staff. you caught between the two. And seeing, seeing residential care in Australia is something that, you know, uh, especially as the baby boomers start seeing that, you know, coming up t- toward them very quickly, um, you know, are starting to stream out or health. Mm. I don't, you know, I, I I want there to be some regulatory environment that sets out minimum standards for the for such places to to operate, rather than cash out for uh, 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 some private
0: providers. That's the that's the problem with aged care. You know, you've got some providers who are just raking in the money. You've got other providers like Viv Allenson at Maroba who are on their knees and who are just desperate for support and for help, and it's just not coming for those guys.
1: No, I think you know the way we look you know the way society looks after its kids and the way the society looks after its um, you know its older citizens says a lot uh, about the society itself, you know, and I think now Australia's moved very much to a uh, you know well, you know that's the responsibility of the individual, that's not the responsibility of the uh, of the wider society and uh, if only there's no such thing as society. There's only a collection of individuals within it, as Margaret Thatcher once <laughs> exactly. put it so well exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, my friend, you have a very lovely Easter. Are you planning on seeing the kids?
1: Uh, yes, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm driving down the the to Sydney tomorrow for some strange reason. I kind of forget there. all the traffic will be going north. It will be. Um, and I'll be going south, yeah. so it won't be it won't be so no. bad. And we might even see some sun.
0: There's forecast to be sun. Oh my goodness! I know won't that be more... That strange well, thing in the sky. The you too, my Are friend. You, you stay safe, yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you next week.
1: Okay. After an- another
0: another week of uh, of electioneering, woohoo! <laughs> yeah. We've there only got go. another thirty odd sleeps to go. Thanks, mate. Have a great one. That is Paul Scott with The Pub Test. He joins us every Thursday here on Newcastle Live and he certainly keeps us uh, on our toes, doesn't he? I wish he'd stop moving to the toilet, though. Good Lord, really, it's not that hard to stay in the one spot, is it? Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked-about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters...